This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Music's greatest songs, greatest songs worth covering. Original classic hitmakers. So when you start with um, a, a sort of a feature called the Music Greats, it could be argued: Is this a great song? When it was a manufactured band, selected, it wasn't an organic band. The girls didn't get together on the on their own. They were put together by music moguls and then the songs that they were given to record were also put together by music moguls does that make a music great it was almost like an experiment when it happened i would argue in the case of this group it kind of did work they amassed fortune of 30 million pounds by wow. 2011 so therefore i would say something's going well the band we're talking about are a band called Girls Aloud. They were English-Irish. That's how they describe them. English-Irish. English-Irish. They're pop. They're total pop. Created through a talent show called Pop Stars The Rivals in 2002. This went out on ITV. This is sort of before Netflix. This is before streaming really took place because I remember it well. I was there watching the series. Um, and the group ended up being Cheryl Cole, Tweedy Cole, Wow. Um, Nadine Coyle, Sarah Harding, Nicola Roberts and Kimberly Walsh. Those were the five girls. All of them very famous now, obviously. And they've all gone off to do different things. Nicole Roberts, Nicola Roberts, sorry, is in fashion. Kimberly Walsh does musicals. She's been in Beauty and the Beast in the, in the West End uh, and various other things. Sarah Harding's a bit more rock. Uh, Nadine Coyle as well, she, did, she had a solo career. And Cheryl Cole has had a very successful career. A solo career, yeah. but also seems to marry footballers. That's also something that she's um, she's look, looked into. Um, they literally achieved so many hits. They had twenty consecutive top ten singles in the United Kingdom. Four number ones out of that. They got seven certified albums, two reached number one, and they were nominated for five Brit Awards. And they won two thousand and nine Best Single for their single "The Promise." Their musical style is pop, but they kind of experimented, so they were a little bit electro-pop and dance-pop, and certainly the song I'm going to play has all kinds of undercurrents to it, which is super good. There's a bit of Pulp Fiction guitar going on in this song that probably gives it, gives it its drive, and it wasn't expected either. I remember them bringing this song out and going, oh, didn't see that coming, because you didn't really think of it with Louis Walsh. She was a bit um, Westlife and uh, those sort of creamy boy bands. Yeah. And then he got hold of Girls Aloud and they came out with this song. So basically what the girls did or what the group did was collaborate with Brian Higgins, massive songwriter, and he had a production team, production team, sorry, called Xenomania. Um, and from the offset, they had this, uh, they had this song. Now the thing is, the song called Masses, the song caused loads of controversy and I'm gonna take you through the controversy because I love a bit of control. Um, so they come, they come out with this sound, Song of the Underground. The girls, the girls won, there was a boy group as well, one true voice and the boy group just, no, didn't work. Um, didn't work at all for some reason. It was just naff and it didn't have the same guts to it, but the girls, so on the night that they won, they performed this single and I remember them performing it. It was amazing. Um, and suddenly all five girls were singing this song and it was a bit kind of, bit grungy, had this undercurrent, had this funny guitar in it, which was really cool. Um, bit of electric beats going on and surf guitar, that's what they mm. call it. And at the end, on that last note, they threw their microphones on the floor and walked to the back of the stage. Just a really small move, but I remember it now. Like I, And it's 18 years ago. Yeah. I remember that move being so cool because 
a girl group coming out that's completely manufactured by a television series. You had all the music, you know, Jerry Halliwell was part of the lineup, Louis Walsh, who we all know very well, and there was another one. Um, you just thought kind of sappy music was going to come out of it. True pop, let's all manoeuvre together, let's all do dance moves, lots of fists being pulled down. You know, we've seen yeah. it all before, right? Yeah. You're smiling, and, that, and that's what we all thought was going to come out. Mm -hmm. And then you had these five girls all looking super gorgeous. I remember them turning the girls around as well and making them look super cool. So when they came out to sing this song, the lighting was low. The song had this kind of weird vibe to it that was a bit a bit more street than everyone realised. And then they threw their microphones on the floor. They didn't throw the mic on the floor. It was on stands and it was very choreographed and it was beautifully done. And all five mic stands hit the floor at the same time. And then the girls walked off. I was like, this is brilliant. Um, you know, the event manager in me went, I love this. Yeah. This is great. And I think they grabbed everyone's imagination at that point and then went on to have uh, a wonderful career. So let me dish the dirt on the sound of the underground. Now, at the time, all the press went mad. The song had been recorded previously by a group, a girls group called Orchid. And the press said that um, actually the, the song had been stolen from Orchid and that it belonged to Orchid and that Girls Aloud had recorded it but it wasn't their voices. Uh, some articles said that um, it was actually Orchid singing the track uh, and it wasn't wow. Girls Aloud singing and they all had amazing voices because we'd all watched their progression through the television series where they'd had to have singing lessons, they'd mm, all been choreographed, mm, they'd mm. sung alone. Um, so there was no doubting that the girls had voices. It wasn't a posh spice moment, you know, it, they really could sing. <laughs> So, no, but I mean, she acknowledges it. She yeah. said they, they don't turn her mic up on tour because she can't sing. Man. I love that about her. Anyway, you know, it's quite funny. So, so it was a really odd thing. But actually now it's properly recognised that this didn't happen. Uh, what did happen was that the song had been recorded by Orchid. Um, someone found this recording of it and then that's where the rumours started. Actually, what happened was Girls Loud recorded it. Um, it was owned, the song was owned by Brian Higgins and his production company. They had recorded a version, but it was just um, session musicians in the studio. They'd recorded a version so everyone can, that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. So Kathy Dennis writes all kinds of songs. She'll record it with someone and then they might take it to a group or a singer and go, would you like this song? And it's sung by someone else. Yeah. It doesn't mean that that person who has sung it in the recording session is they're going to release it. It's not It's not like that. So that's that's how it happened. And categorically, it's been established that it didn't belong to Orchid. They literally just sung it um, for, a, for an audio listen for the record company. Um, Louis Walsh bought the song. Off we go. Mm. Um, also, the girls have come out and said, no, 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 we sung on it. But what yep. they did do is they kept Orchid's backing vocals. So Orchid are oh. named on the release. That's fine. But that means that Orchid got, you know, got tagged on the release of this song. So they do get a credit. And that's quite nice. But yeah. they are only the backing vocals. And, and you know, Sarah Harding has said, herself said, this happens quite a lot, actually, in the music industry. You know, they're session musicians, or yeah. they're, they're girls selling their voices, so it's absolutely fine. Um, but it did follow them a bit, this mm. kind of did girls allowed steal the song. But I think it made them all a bit more street. I think it gave mm. them a bit more flavour at the time because it was like, oh, and they steal songs as well. Wow. Woo. But they went on to just have this fantastic career and we all loved them. They couldn't do any wrong. And they also had a different flavour. Each of them were very, very different. You know, um, I remember I remember them being very different. You had two absolutely gorgeous beauties. You had Sarah Harding, who was the rock and roll mm. sort of chick in the, in the, in the mix, trying to push for rock songs when clearly they were pop but she was having her influence that push um, yeah yeah and it, and it was super good 
So uh, that's what I wanted to bring to the table. It is a kind of a dance floor filler. It's still played and it's still a great song. Not covered much, but then why would it be? Uh, the, ba- the, the band disbanded in 2011 and they've all gone in the different directions but still we play their music so I want you to listen with a wonderful ear listen to the backing tracks which was girls from a band called Orchid listen to the um, proper formal vocals at the front because it is the real girls listen to the surf guitar listen to the electric beats and enjoy it because this is a man-made song that at last count made 30 million pounds times that by five and you've got the dirhams they are a super group and they've done super super well sound of the underground yes it's girls allowed here on the music greats on yellow home Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 p.m.